Hello everyone, this is Pastor Ronke Lulano of Harmony Christian Center. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the message. Praise God. For every word that we've heard this year, if we were to just sit down and practically apply it, I say to myself, I will not be where I am. I don't know about you. I say I would not be what? Where I am. And I'm trusting God that yet another opportunity today, you know, to, to hear the word. I'm not going to necessarily bring us something completely different. I'm trusting God to build on what God is already doing in the house. And I thank God that, you know, the word that Pastor uh, has been sharing with us concerning concealed progress. My goodness, it is deep. There's so much to glean from it. And I thank God because that word has been blessing me, blessing many people that I speak to, home churches, one-to-one prayer meetings and things. And I believe that by the grace of God, we get a revelation all the time, a rema. And what I'm going to do today is really just build upon that which we have received, that which has been revealed unto us. You know, medically speaking, for those of us who did biology in secondary school, you know that there is what we call anatomy. Anatomy is simply put is a field in the biological sciences concerned with the identification and description of the body structures of living things. So in anatomy, we identify your lung, your liver, your kidney. We know those things. We just know where they are. But we don't necessarily know how they work or what happens with them when they mix, when you eat, when you sleep, when you breathe. And so the other aspect of anatomy is what we call the applied anatomy. And the applied anatomy is the application of the anatomical knowledge to the diagnosis and treatment of diseases. So therefore, what am I, where am I going? I'm taking you somewhere. By the grace of God, we have heard the anatomy of concealed progress. Today, we are going to hear the applied anatomy of concealed progress. That's not the title, please. But I'm just explaining to you that that is what we are going to do today. You know, for me, anytime by the grace of God, I have the opportunity to minister the word. I like to apply my counseling as well as medical hat on. And I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to walk through that just like uh, Paul would do with the giftings that God gave him. We are going to read three passages of scripture and we go straight into the word today. We're going to go first back to Isaiah, Isaiah 49, that Pastor uh, led us with. All our readings have been taken from the New King James Version. I'm going to read from the Word, the one I can flip the pages. I realize I'm just getting too lazy about, you know, opening the pages of the Bible. I don't know about you, and I don't want to lose it. There's a thing about opening the Bible. So that's why I'm doing this. I thought, no, let's go back. Let's go back to original. <laughs> Isaiah 49. And I read, Listen, whole coastland to me, and take heed. You people from afar, the Lord has called me from the womb. This is a prophet of God speaking. Each and every one of us has what? We've been called from the womb. You're not a mistake. From the matrix of my mother, he has made mention of my name. Thank you. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me 
and made me a polished shaft in his quiver he has hidden me. The emphasis there I want you to focus on is the womb. The womb. The Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet could identify that he was from his mother's womb. God had made him. Now we go to the psalmist, Psalm 139. Keep going with me, come along with me. We are focusing on the womb, the womb, the womb today. Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14. It says, for you formed my inward parts. Thank God it's God that formed our inward parts. So if there's ab any abnormality, he who formed us will put a new one there. So even if the doctor says to you that you've got cancer, God can turn it around. If the doctor says to you your lung is not functioning well, I say we'll turn it around. Whatever disease that exists in your inward part, the name of the Lord is able to turn it around. Because he formed you and I on the inward part. There's no disease that does not have a name. And at the mention of the name of Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, every disease bows, every diabetes bows, every asthma bows, every fibromyalgia bows, every hypertension bows. In the name of Jesus, every irritable bowel disease bows and surrenders to the maker who made you and I. He says, you formed me in my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. Again, we hear the womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. Someone say, marvelous are your works. And I am marvelous. Point to your chest. Say, I am marvelous. You know, sometimes we need to say these things to ourselves because the devil will tell you otherwise. People out there in the world will tell you otherwise, that you're nothing, you're rubbish, you don't look like it. I am marvelous because I'm the handiwork of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lastly, we're going to go to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1, still focusing on the womb, another prophet of God here. I'm reading from Jeremiah chapter 1 from verse 5. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. There's none of us that's a mistake. Every one of us, the very hair of our head is already identified and counted by God. We are the apple of his eye. There's, even if your parents says, oh, it was an afterthought, we are not expecting you. God already knew you were going to come. Because he's the one that formed you in that womb. It's not necessarily the person that carried you in that womb. It is he who formed you in that womb. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I what? Sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. But despite all of that, see what Jeremiah says. This, then said I, ah, Lord God, like some of us do. Behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, and this is what he's saying to somebody, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you. Hallelujah. Brethren, we are in the end times. There is no anybody giving us any revelation. We are definitely in the end times, and COVID is end time related. So if God sends you out there, please just make sure we do what we need to do. Because truly, God has given us the unction and the grace to go and do all he has sent us to do. If you believe that, say amen. amen. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you says the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. You know, we're talking about womb, womb. And therefore, the title of this message is The Trimesters of Concealed Progress. Trimester, the pregnancy trimester. Trimesters of Concealed Progress. By the grace of God, as I was reading the scriptures and preparing them, like I said, focusing on the womb, I want every one of us to know that there's no mistake with any one of us. Even if you're a twin, God knows you. Even if you're a triplet, quadruplet, you're what? You're identified and known by God. There is not anybody that can replace you like you. You are authentic. You are genuine. Everything that you're going to do, God has ordained it. I wanted to use that as an illustration to show this, my wonderful twins, James and Joseph. You know, there our children that God has given to us in this church, watch this space. They may be twins, but they cannot exactly act alike. They may look so identical that you can't even tell them apart. Even I, I make mistakes. I say, oh, is it Joseph? Is it James? On my right? On my left. I had to ask the parents again today, that which one was I carrying on my left? Which one was I carrying on my, on my left? I may not be able to identify who they are, but God knows each and every one of them. People may not know who you are, but God knows what he has put on the inside of you. People may think, do you know, I don't know about you, some people think every black face is the same. So you go and say, oh, we all look alike. Uh, I don't know the difference. People may think you look alike, but God knows that you're unique. God knows that you're different. God knows what he has put on the inside of you to fulfill and achieve even in this end time. And you will fulfill it in the mighty name of Jesus. If I talk about the fact that I can't identify, oh, is it James I'm carrying on my left? Or is it Joseph I'm carrying on my left? That's because... Am I what? Even though I'm big mommy, I'm still an outsider. The mother, Jennifer, will tell you. Even the cry, she knows which one is James. She knows which one is Jews. If human mothers can identify, oh, their own children, just like that. Where you and I are confused and thinking, oh, these twins, they look, I don't know the difference. The human mother knows how much more God. He sees your silent tears. He sees your silent cries. He knows when you're whinging. He knows when you're comfortable. He knows when you're uncomfortable. He knows where it hurts. Because he created you in the inward parts. And so whatever it is God has said about you, no matter how difficult it looks right now, somebody may have received a letter from the doctor that says it's impossible. Go to him who created you. And he will turn it around for good. I say he will turn it around for good. Somebody's getting a letter that is a turnaround letter this month. In the name of Jesus. For with God, nothing is impossible. He has said it and it is done. That's the God that we serve. I'm always excited about God. Because there's no other person that we can compare to him. He alone. He's the Alpha and the Omega. And the God of everything in between. Let me just say, if he's the Alpha and the Omega, so why are we giving up in between? Because he's already determined the end 
from the beginning. So because you're going through in between challenges, know that you will get to the end, surely. And that end shall be glorified. That end shall be blessed. That end shall be glorious. That end shall be full of testimony. That end, people will rejoice with you. It doesn't matter how long you have been in hiding. It doesn't matter how long you have been concealed. It doesn't matter how long you have been crying. The end shall be full of testimony. Your marriage shall be a turnaround. That child you're worrying about shall be turned around for good. That health condition in the name of Jesus. You will stand there and say, come and see, I've received a new report. In the name of Jesus. Except God has not spoken. If he's the one that has spoken, that you put your faith and put your trust in, surely he will come to pass. In Jesus' name. If anyone believes that, say amen. amen. Very quickly because of time today. I'm going to go through... The things are called the seven D's, or if you like, the seven do-nots that are needful in the trimester of concealed progress. Like we all know, I'm sure all the women know, but with all respect to the men, I've never seen a man pregnant before, except these abominations that are happening in this end time. Lord, have mercy. Mm. Mm. Some men now carrying, hey, Jesus is Lord. But according to the Bible that we believe, men do not get pregnant. So we believe that. So women will tell you more about the first trimester, the second trimester, and the third trimester. There are things that a woman should do when she's pregnant in the first trimester, in the second trimester, and in the third trimester. Because there are certain things that she should not do. There are certain foods that she cannot eat. There are certain positions she cannot. Even if she wants to do it, she, her body cannot even take it. When she's fully gospeled, you now ask her to bend down and do your shoe, and do your shoelaces, or wash the bathroom. She can't do it. There are certain things that you need to realize that when you talk about the trimesters, of, even if a woman wants to do something in the early days of pregnancy, sometimes some women can't afford it because they're feeling all the changes that is going on. Does that mean they will not have that baby? Does that mean they will not have that baby? No, it doesn't mean that. They will have the baby, surely, but there may be you know, challenges in the beginning because they're having sickness and everything and all that, and there are things and ways to deal with that. And so today, by the grace of God, I'm going to take us through the trimesters of this concealed pregnancy that will help us to know the do-nots, the things we should not be doing so that that concealed progress can truly be actualized in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Praise God. So the first one that I'm going to talk about that you should not do in concealed for somebody who is carrying who knows they are going through a concealed progress. The first do not is do not compare yourself or your pathway to others. I repeat, do not compare yourself or your pathway to others. Because by so doing, you end up depressed, disappointed, dissatisfied, deluded, derailed even. Because if you compare two women, no two pregnancies are alike. 
I like a woman when everyone says, oh, I'll deliver like the Hebrew man. Oh, I Everybody wants to deliver like the Hebrew man. But some of us will not deliver like the Hebrew man. Because the truth of the matter is, it's not, you're not just an Hebrew woman. You're a child of God. And every child of God that has put themselves before God, God will see you through. Some may go there, like I always say, <laughs> at least I witnessed that. When our sister in the house here was about to have her son, the baby had popped out on the bed. I had to be there even before the midwives and the ambulance came. Baby came out with ease. Some may have to go through a difficult, slightly more challenging path. But the truth of the matter is, both children are what? Delivered. And God takes us through those ways so that there are certain things, I don't want to jump ahead of myself, there are certain things that is allowing us to go through that so that it will keep us in shape, keep us in line, keep us focused, and keep us to know that we should remain on what? On our knees. Hey, in this my small walk, <laughs> I've seen a lot of, some people just want small blessing comes their way. Mm, their nose is in the air. Mm, I say, ah, with this small blessing, what if God gives you more? Then we will not breathe anymore. So God will just hold the thing until, until you're ready to change. Before, because if I give you more, it will kill you. It would, it's true. Some people will lose their faith because of blessing. Until we really learn that no matter what it is that we have from God, who do I have that I've not received? Except for the grace of God. Oh, let me focus on my message. Praise the Lord. So do not compare yourself or your pathway to others. Because by so doing, you depress yourselves, yourself. I read that it takes a mango tree five to eight years to grow. And every one of us is eating the mango and we're enjoying it. Ooh, the mango is nice. You know how long it takes an oak tree? It takes an oak tree 50 years to produce the first acorn. But for it to be even fully matured, it takes 100 years. And that oak tree can even live up to 700 years. So, when the mango tree is giving everybody fruits, oh, this mango is sweet, oh, this mango is sweet. So the oak tree should say, hey, God, oh, where is my own like this? Where am I now? That stupidity from what? And not, ability, not, not being able to appreciate what God is doing in your life. Because no mango tree can even live up to 50 years, let alone 700 years. Don't compare yourself with others. God who created you and I, he has inscribed us in the palm of his hand. He knows exactly what pathway he has for you, the way you will go, the manner you will go about it, when you will get married, when you have your children, when you will serve him, when you even leave this earth. Don't look at another person's race. During your concealed progress, because hey, ah, don't stretch your neck because you're supposed to be in that quiver, staying there. When God is ready to bring you out, He will bring you out and you will shine to His glory in Jesus' name. If you're, uh, if you're, does that mean the mango tree is relevant? No. But that's how God, the assignment, the destiny that God has chosen for that mango tree. So, an, an oak tree, don't try to become a mango tree. A mango tree, don't try to become what? An oak tree. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians 10, verse 12 in English Standard Version. It says, not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves. 
But when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they're without understanding. Some other versions say they're foolish. They're not wise, which means they're foolish. May we not be foolish in Jesus' name. So as we stay in the concealed progress state, number one thing, do not compare yourself with others. Number two, do not despise the days of small beginnings. Oh, Pastor preached so much about this. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see great things in us. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, the NLT version. It says, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. These seven lamps represent the eyes of the Lord that search all around the world. Without deviating too much, a plumb line is that weight that you hold that is attached to that string to help to determine the center of that building or that structure. But it's used very much in the Bible to, you know, um, to depict uh, poverty or how people can rise up from it and things like that. I don't want to deviate. But I want us to know that it's important that we appreciate and utilize what God has blessed us with. No matter how small it looks, no matter how little it looks, whether it's a small room, whether it's a small flat, whether it's a small ministry, what the, the, the young shall grow. Don't be like that man with one talent. And say, ah, so is this only this one? I'm just dropping it. Please, don't drop the plumb line. <laughs> don't what? Drop the plumb line. The plumb line is what will keep you in the center of, his, of, his, uh, of, his, of the gravity of what God wants you to do. That plumb line will keep you in check because you're not looking at the size. You're looking at God indeed who has given you the grace to go through it. Praise the Lord. Personal testimony. By the special grace of God, since 2008 that we entered into this building in Barking and Dagenham, how many clinic has been in existence, even before then? And we were here, and for about a few years, they did some work with us, and that was it. And everything went silent. But you know one thing, God is faithful. I would never remember, those, I would never forget, rather, those days of small beginnings, where, bless her, Sister Norma or Stafiona, they will sit even in Haman House. If we have one person, walk through the door. She'll be happy to tell me, oh, two people came in today, ma. Two people came to ask about the clothes for the pregnant woman. We say, praise the Lord. Celebrate where you are. As you celebrate and thank God for those days of small beginnings, greater days shall come in Jesus' name. Celebrate that one phone call that you had for your business. Celebrate the result of that child that came. Celebrate your husband that's beginning to acknowledge you right now or your wife that's beginning to know you. Celebrate the ministry, the vision God has given to you. Celebrate it for when you celebrate it now, God indeed will grow it up in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. Celebrate those people that God is bringing your way. Moving on quickly. Do not develop itching ears. That's the next one. Do not what? Develop itching ears. This is very common these days. Very, very common. 
It's easier to look out for people or solutions that are pleasing to the flesh. Looking out for shortcuts rather than waiting on God's timing. Because these are the days where everybody wants to do things fast, fast, fast. Someone may tell you to inflate your figures so you can get the loan. That's not God. That's each in here. Someone may tell you, leave this company. Leave this church. Leave your spouse. Leave everything you're doing. But a counselor recently told Pastor and I, and he blessed me so much. <laughs> she said, according to her words, not that I would necessarily use that word, but I want us to see the understanding of what she said. It's, she said a man left his wife and married two subsequent wives. Not at the same time. So after I left one, he went to marry the second one, left my the third one. And then after the third one, <laughs> he came back with his tail between his legs. He said, ah, ma, are you able, because the counselor was involved, not the city, are you able, ma, to help me take me back to my wife? So the woman said, ah, why now? She said, ah, devil number one that I left is far better than level number two and devil number three. So I want to go back to devil number one. I wouldn't describe a woman as a devil, but that's exactly how he saw it. But the counselor said, he now, she now told him, ah, are you sure that this, whatever she wants, I have seen two more tougher devils. I'm going to go back to the original devil. And you know what she did? The, man, the, the, the counselor now said, she now asked him, let me ask your wife. What are the conditions she'll give to you are the ones, you know, that may be pleased. Anyway, to cut the long story short, the counselor said the woman wrote, the devil number one, wrote <laughs> lists that she herself as a counselor, she can say, how can anyone fulfill this? So when she now took it to the man, now are you sure? The man said, I will take it. This devil number one is far better than devil number two and three. Now, it's not, a, it's not a joke. It was a real story, a real situation. Because sometimes what we are running away from, hey, I'm going to do this. Hey, I want a new job. Hey, I want a new husband. Hey, I want a new play. Oh, my goodness. You don't know what is lying across on the other side. Better settle for where you are and trust God even to bless you. You know, I believe God that there's nothing that God cannot do. I believe this is a direct word for someone here today. Genesis chapter 26, verse 2 and 12. I'm paraphrasing now. But God told Isaac not to leave Egypt. That he should remain there. And that that was where he was going to bless him. In verse 12, we see that God blessed him a hundredfold in the mighty name of Jesus. Someone receive your hundredfold blessing as you trust and wait for him. In Jesus' mighty name. A woman who's pregnant does not go to the midwife or to the consultant in the second trimester and say, I'm tired of carrying this pregnancy. Please just take it out. Take it out. No, no, no. If you take it out, you get a premature baby. And the premature baby may not live. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. Whatsoever we are carrying, may the grace to go to the end be our portion in Jesus' mighty name. Number four point, do not lose focus. Hmm. Do not what? lose focus. Ability to stay focused is an essential factor in the Christian race. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 to 2 in NIV version says, therefore, since we are surrounded, whether you like it or not, you are surrounded. We are all surrounded. There are watchers. I preached a message before about bay watchers and oh, I don't want to digress. There are people watching you whether you like it or not. Will you make it? Will you not make it? Will you grow? Will you fall? Since the Bible is not telling us, therefore, since we are surrounded 
surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. When we are running the race, focus. It doesn't matter what anybody is saying beside you. I'm telling you, parents, can I just drop this for us? Everything, I wish I knew it better when I was still a younger mother. I'm still forever 21, but I wish I was a younger mother now. I would have started all over again. If there's any gift you can give your children, my goodness, let them be focused. Turn TV off. Where is the smartphone? Please take smartphone away. It takes away the brain. Oh! They, for a child to be focused, they're already there. I am telling you. The seat, I don't want to name names, but there's, child, there's a child the mom brings to home, uh, I say home church, choir in this place, upstairs there. The boy will sit down, and I'm always marvel. He's doing his work. He's, so it wouldn't surprise me when they said they gave him scholarship. Why would they give him scholarship? He has learned to be focused. And children are different. So some children, it takes them longer to be focused. So if you know you have that challenge, like I always say, if you know you have a challenge in a weight, or you have a challenge, you have family issue of diabetes or hypertension, don't just sit there. You are the one that's supposed to move forward first. Because you know your condition. So you, if you have a child that you know it lacks focus, ah, it's difficult to, 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 to succeed, even in life, not to talk about spiritually. So let us stay focused. If the grace to stay focused may be our portion in Jesus' name. Very quickly, Number five, do not remain idle. We're talking about the seven Ds that we need to do whilst we're in the concealed progress. Do not what? Remain idle. While you're concealed in the womb, keep learning. Someone say keep learning. Keep growing. Keep maturing. Keep seeking. Absolutely important. Don't let depression and every other thing set in. Oh. I've been here all this day, even this business, I don't even know if it's going to work. This marriage, I don't even know if it's going to work. Uh, this, don't just keep focusing on thinking on the negative things. Pick up a course. Somebody blessed me. They were so ill, and they were having to be at home and things like that. And they said to me, I want to do an online course, even whilst they are in bed. Ah! I said to myself, this is serious, because this person is not giving up. And the grace that God has given them will see them through. Yeah. I remember personally in the years when it looked like Harmony Clinic was not even going to get up from the floor. And some people would say to us, ah, this your Harmony Clinic, what do you even do? What exactly do you do? So, don't worry. We're going forward. We're marching forward. We're trusting God. We believe God. God has called us to do that. Today, it gives me so much joy every morning. When I, we send out the nurses to the schools across Bakken and Dagenham. And you know what? We do what other people don't do. They pray first before they go. They hold hands. Even if I'm not there, they stay in the car. Because they're not walking out of like just the normal routine of doing things. They believe it's God that is empowering them to go. When you do things as a child of God, there must be a difference between those who serve him and those who serve him not. Because you will decree a thing and it will come to pass. Praise the Lord. So at the times of your waiting, don't stay idle. I remember in those days, it looked like, ah, is this thing going to take off the ground? Is it going to happen? But you know what happened? In those days, I went and took on one of the most toughest courses. One of my young nurses is looking at me now because I was encouraging her. I said, if me, I can do it at age 50 plus. You, that you're... Less than 40, you can do it. The nurse prescribing course, to become a prescriber is tough. And I had to do it. And the grace of God, I passed it. I didn't pass it in one go. 
But I kept at it and I passed it. And because I passed it, that's what enabled me now to be able to sign off nurses, to be able to stand as a clinical director to say they should go out there. I couldn't have done that. If in the years of waiting, I thought, oh, there's nothing good, there's nothing good that's happening. Let me just sit here. Whilst you're waiting for that breakthrough, whilst you're waiting for that business, whilst you're waiting, make sure you develop yourself. See that moment in the concealed progress period as a time of maturity of growing, of studying, of reading, of impacting, of going forward. Stop sitting and thinking nothing good can happen to you. Because when you do that, you're laying the foundations. And one day, you shall be called. By the time you're called, you've got all the credentials to make you to fulfill that appointment. If someone believes that, say Amen. Praise the Lord. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Quickly because of time. Do not lose your faith in the word of promise, which we have been singing all along this morning. Do not what? Lose your faith in the word of promise. Go back. Revisit and confess the word you heard from the beginning. Anybody that comes to this church who's a bona fide member, you, they will tell you the vision of this church. They will tell you the vision Pastor and I had, even when we we're going to have our children. They will tell you the vision. You need to have a word that you are holding on to. If you don't have a word that you're holding on to, hold on to the word of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, verse 11, NKJV version, it says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. Is it from your mouth? No. The word is coming from whose mouth? God. It says, that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper. Someone say prosper. It shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Hallelujah. Except if it's not the word of God. When everything looks like all tangled up, difficult, looks like there's no way, go back to the word. Put the word of God back to him. Lord, you are the one that gave me this word. This is the word I'm standing on. I'm standing on your promise. I'm standing on what you have said. Your word will not return to you void. It will accomplish what you have sent it to do. In my life, your word shall be accomplished. In my life, in my family, in my home, in my health, in my finances, in my situation, your word shall be accomplished. I always say to people, except God is not on the throne. Who can dethrone God? Nobody. As long as you can never dethrone God, his word will surely stand. Very quickly, as I round up, number seven, do not depend on your own strength. Pastor spoke a lot about this in the last few weeks. For by strength shall no man prevail. Do not be wise in your own eyes. And please, don't try to go ahead of God. Quit leaning on the wisdom of men. For God will come through for you. God will not allow you to go through much more than you can bear. I always say this. I say you're not a child of God. Do you think God does not know what you're going through? If you're going through a situation or a challenge, I'm telling you, God has made that way of escape. It will cushion that pain. It will send help to you. It will make sure you're located. If God can put Elijah even by the brook and the raven, who is the most selfish of all birds, can feed him, what is it that God cannot do? I have seen God unseat somebody because his child is going to come. Whether you like it or not, this 
one testimony that has been talking about flu vaccinations, not only, we've got about four other things that have come lining the pipeline right now for Harmony Clinic. In fact, we are now beginning to look for people and how we can carry it out. But guess what? How did it start? I wouldn't say necessarily God did it, but it just happened. That the normal nurse that should have done it is no longer available because of ill health. They had to look for who can help us. Like the Pharaoh had a dream. And then they remembered Joseph in the palace. Had it been that Joseph had stopped interpreting dreams in the prison, I wanted to say, how can he move from prison to palace? Or by the time they get there and say, Prof, we've heard about you, that you speak good English, you're able to analyze, you're able to, and you have dropped the reading. You have dropped the understanding. You say, because I'm married, I'm busy now. The professorial anointing that they want to be able to use, how will you be able to act? I said, whatever it is, wherever it is, keep, keep doing the things and keep building upon it. One day, they will come and seek you out. You shall be sought out for good. You shall be sought out for glory. You shall be sought out for increase. You shall be sought out for empowerment because God's hand is upon you. They will come to the uttermost end of the earth to come and seek you out. Seek out your business. Seek out your services. Seek out your children. Seek out your husband. Seek out your family because God has called you. That is the kind of God that we serve. Except he's not on the throne. Except he's not God. I'm telling you a living experience that I live daily. Not just because of Harmony Clean. It's just that it's because that's one of the latest. I said whatever it is God has said concerning you. No matter how difficult it looks. God will turn it around for good. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks goes to all our partners who support our ministry. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, you can call us on plus 44208-597-1110 or visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord be with you always until we meet next time.